just when you thought there was no hope for baby boomers. It's the Rational Boomer Podcast. Logic, common sense, compassion. Yeah, who knew? Now, here's Mike. We are back on the Rational Boomer Podcast. Hopefully your day is going well. It's Thursday, and this is going to be a red-letter day. We are going to have the next January 6th Select Committee hearing today. It's been two months since we saw a hearing, and now they're coming back. It's weird with those hearings. They took the forefront as far as the news of the day, and then when they stopped... Other things picked up the mantle, and other things got crazy, and we tended to forget about what was going on in those hearings. Well, they're coming back with a vengeance, and it's happening today, about 1 o'clock Central Time, I think, roughly that time. And uh, it's going to be interesting. And I will tell you now, there are going to be a number of bombshells in this hearing. As I said from the beginning, this is kind of like an epic miniseries. It's going to get crazier and crazier as time goes on. And this will be the latest hearing. Now, a lot of people are suggesting this is the last hearing. In fact, some people are saying it's the last hearing and they'll pull everything together. That seems hard for me to believe. We know there's going to be some new evidence in this hearing. They've said as much. But then on top of it, to try to pull everything they found after a, a thousand interviews, 130,000 documents, those kinds, of, they're going to pull it all together in one day today? I find that hard to believe. I've said all along that I think there might be some more uh, hearings, and I could be wrong about that. Maybe they are going to pull it all together today and wrap it up before the midterms. I just don't know how they're going to do it. Maybe something One more hearing between now and the election, maybe sometime after. Who knows? The bottom line, it's going to be an interesting watch on television today. If you can't watch it, of course, we'll talk about it here on the Rational Boomer podcast. What I'm also thinking of doing, because people have asked me to do this before, some people have asked me to do a live on TikTok while it's going on and commentate as it's going on. I'm not going to do that. If that hearing is on, everybody needs to focus their attention on what's going on, listen to it, learn it, and understand it. You don't need me commentating about it. But after the hearing's over, I may do a live. I may do a live and we'll talk about what we just saw and get some insights from people on TikTok. What I may also do is record it while I'm doing it and put it out as a podcast. Uh, You know, I talk about a lot of the same things. It'll be a different sounding podcast, but it'll be it'll move along a little quicker because I get all these questions. Some of them are fucked up questions, but I get these questions. I answer the questions and we talk about all that's going on. I don't know. This is all stuff bouncing around in my mind. I don't know what I'm going to do, but that's kind of the plan right now. So be ready for that. And, of course, I'll do a podcast uh, for tomorrow as well, which will cover what was going on in the hearing. Now, I've got a couple of emails that I have to read, but I want to address an email from yesterday. It was an email from uh, a gentleman by the name of Aaron. Nice guy, a listener, happy to have him as a listener. He made some very kind comments in his email. And then he said this. He said he wanted to address a complaint with me about the show. And this is what he said. He said, I suffer from misophonia, which is not being able to handle listening to people eat or drink. I've always wished you had a mute button you could use during your many drinks of water. Ah, He's complaining about how many drinks of water I take. Is it that I take a lot of drinks of water, or is it because it just bugs you that much? I don't really drink that much water when I'm on the air. But anyway, this bugs him. So now all of a sudden I'm getting self-conscious. Every time my throat gets dry, you know, I pick up the glass and I go, oh, shit, Aaron's going to be pissed about this. But there's the other side of my brain, the reptile side of my brain. As I've told you before, you can ask my family, you can ask my friends, you can ask my bosses, you can ask anybody that knows me. I don't listen to shit. 
In fact, if you tell me not to do something, there's a good chance I'm going to do it more. (laughs) Now, that said, Aaron, I'll do what I can to accommodate you. But, you know, when you talk straight for an hour, shit happens to your throat. You need a drink of water from time to time. I'll try to couch it best I can. I do have a switch I could turn on and off, but that's going to sound shittier than me drinking the water because you're going to have this dead air all of a sudden, and then I'm going to pop it back on. That's not going to work. So we're just going to do what we do, and I apologize if it freaks you out, but I'll do what I can. All right, let's head to the email of today. This one comes from Brenton from Michigan. He says, hey, Mike, I was just listening to your latest podcast, and you answered this question for me somewhat. I'm not as old, no offense, as you are, but I've never understood the mindset of anyone who votes for the GOP. As you said in the podcast, people who vote GOP vote against their better interests constantly. I listened to an interview with Mike Lindell, the pillow dude, and he talked about starting his company from his sister's basement. He grows this successful company, and now he's chasing voter fraud, Supreme Court lawsuits, etc. He has also lost his company and is going to lose in court and owe $1.2 billion for chasing a conspiracy theory his Lord and Savior Donald Trump told him was true. Like, what's in it for him to pursue any of that? It's a good question. I don't know that he sees anything in it for him. He just got caught up in a mindset, a cult, if you will. It's like all these other people. What's in it for any of them? If they have any common sense, they know it's a lie. They know it's not true. But I think these people get into these situations, and uh, once they realize they're wrong, they, I don't know, they just refuse to admit they're wrong. And instead of backing out and saying, whoops, I fucked up, they just double down. That's what Donald Trump does. That's what Mike Lindell does. That's what all the Republican trump do. He goes on to say, do GOP voters realize they vote against everyone's best interest when they vote for people who want dirty air and water, who want to take money out of everyone's pockets by giving it to their wealthy friends on Wall Street, who wants to criminalize abortion that states shows uh, the stats show more Republican states perform? I just saw a group of 80-something Uh, 80-something-year-olds near my home who are past their prime for children out protesting abortions. Why does that matter to them? Please help me understand what kind of people these are. All right. Well, here's the biggest problem in this country is that we have so many people that are ill-informed. Depending on what you watch on television, read on the internet, or hear on the radio, or hear in podcasts, you get different stories. You have to understand some of these things that seem obviously wrong or a lie to us don't even occur to some of these trump And why? Because they watch Fox News, OAN, Newsmax, or what have you. They only pay attention to the radical right stuff. And all the logical information they don't get. They only get the red meat they want to hear. And these are people who feel like they're downtrodden, that they're beaten up by the government. And all they can think of is, we want to fight back. So they get a champion like Donald Trump, who talks a tough game, but isn't a tough guy at all. But because they feel they're so beat up and downtrodden that this is their champion and they'll get behind him. And once they get behind him, it doesn't matter what he does because he, in their minds, is going for the greater good. Oh, sure, he might grab people by the genitals. Oh, sure, he might lie. Sure, he might commit treason. But they, in their own minds, think he's going to overturn Roe v. Wade. That's important to us. Never mind they don't know why it's important. He's going to make sure they don't take guns away from us. He's the one that's going to keep the brown people from coming across the border. Now, what they don't understand about Donald Trump is he doesn't do anything. He puts on a good show, a little tap dance, 
a little song and dance, if you will. But when it comes to actually doing something, he doesn't do that. But in their minds, he's their guy. And it doesn't matter what their guy does. He's their guy, and he's going to stand by them forever, no matter what. They just refuse to admit they're wrong, and they will stick by them until they all fall off the side of a cliff like a bunch of lemmings. Now, you mentioned you saw a bunch of 80-somethings out protesting abortions. Why does this matter to them? Well, it you know, it depends. It's all about the ideology. You know, these people that are 80-something, they come from an entirely different era. I'm in my 60s. I grew up in the 60s and 70s. If they're in their 80s, they grew up in the 40s and 50s, and things were vastly different back then. For you younger people, I don't know if you realize this or not. Back in the 40s and 50s, 60s even, racism wasn't a thing. It was something that was accepted. Back in the 50s and the 60s, women didn't work. Let me tell you this. My my mom, who was a very smart woman, I grew up in the 60s. She did not drive a car. She did not work. She did nothing but stay at home with the kids, make dinner, and clean house. And there was never any expectation for her to do it, and she didn't even have any drive to do it. But that was the era. That was the mindset. You can't compare a mindset from the 60s and 70s to today. I tell my kids sometimes, if I was able to transport you back to the 70s, you would fucking shit your pants because everything is vastly different. Some people will say that same thing to me. Why do you support Roe v. Wade? You're 62 years old. This doesn't impact you. Now, maybe my people and these 80-something-year-olds have the same idea. Now, they're wrong, of course, but here's my mindset, why it's important to me. Now, I'm not in a position where I'm going to have to make a decision on an abortion. I'm 62 years old. I'm not having any more kids. But I do have a problem with the government taking away constitutional rights because that's a red flag. If they do that once, they'll do it again. And while it may not affect me directly now, it will likely affect me down the road with Medicare or Social Security or something else. So that's why I speak out about it. I'm sure these folks, even though they're protesting and they're anti-abortion, are doing the same thing. We don't do this for ourselves. We do it for the future. Like them, I have kids. I have grandkids. These fucks probably have great-grandkids. And hopefully, if they have the right mindset, if their reasoning is right, the point of it is is that we know our time is short here or shorter, and we're afraid to leave this country worse than we found it. That's how I feel about it. I know no matter what happens, at 62 years old, my wife and I are not going to have our lives changed dramatically no matter what, no matter who's president, because our life is pretty much set to the end. But I have kids. I have grandkids. Ultimately, I'll have great-grandkids. And if this world is fucked up because we didn't do something, I have to live and die with that. I don't want to do that. When you get old, you'll understand what I mean. All right, the next one comes from TJ. I got to tell you, I'm having a really great day. That gravel mouth motherfucker Alex Jones got what he deserves this afternoon to the tune of $965 million. I'm always happy when a Trump fuck goes down in flames, especially this piece of shit. I feel the jury was just in handing down this award because Jones's lies and rhetoric made these people's lives a continuous living hell. The only thing that could have made this better is if Jones was also going to prison. If that were the case, you know he'd be someone's bitch in there. As the days continue to pass, more Trump will be going down, and I'm looking forward each and every one. I'm willing to bet you are as pleased as I am. Have a great day, TJ. 
Well, TJ, you'd be fucking absolutely right. I couldn't be more pleased. And this thing with um, with uh, Alex Jones is interesting. The whole story, and we'll just talk about it here for a second, <clears throat> um, that he has really put himself in this position. We know that Alex Jones got in trouble because after Sandy Hook, 26-year-olds were killed unnecessarily and savagely. And, of course, there are 20 sets of parents for these kids. And they're understandably upset, devastated. Their lives have been changed. And then comes this loudmouth fuck Alex Jones saying, it didn't happen. It was a hoax. It was crisis actors. And the more he does this, the more it's hurtful to the parents who actually did lose kids. But more importantly, these rabid fucks that follow Alex Jones and Donald Trump, they get angry at the Sandy Hook parents, and they start threatening them, start stalking them, start causing problems for them. It's not bad enough that they lost a child, and I can't even imagine having had children, now grandchildren, to lose one. I can't even imagine how you survive after something like that. But that's what he did, and he did it over and over and over again. He would not stop. He made these lives, people, lives horrible, horrific. And he did it all for one thing, fame, well, two things, fame and money. That's all he did it for. And he's a despicable fuck. So anyway, these uh, Sandy Hook parents decide, I'm going to sue this motherfucker for defamation of character, which they had a right to do. Now, you remember back a month or two, he went to court. He was being sued by two Sandy Hook parents. The lawsuit went to court, and guess what? Alex Jones didn't show up. He was so arrogant, he didn't show up. So what happens then is he loses that case by default. He didn't even put up a defense. He loses by default. And then they have another hearing to decide how much these two parents will be awarded. They went through the whole process. Um, Alex Jones talked shit about the uh, jury, talked shit about the judge, talked shit about the court case, spewed some conspiracy theories, and then they laid down an award of $50 million. It's a lot of money, but a lot of people out there said, yeah, that's not enough money. That's not going to take Alex Jones and his company down, and they're probably right about that. But if you remember after that uh, hearing and that uh, judgment of $50 million, I said to you, uh, don't get excited yet. It's not over. And then, of course, just recently we had another court case, another lawsuit. This time it involved eight uh, parents in their hearings with Sandy Hook. Eight of them went to trial, and once again, Alex Jones did not show up. So fucking arrogant. Apparently didn't learn anything from the first trial. And uh, he didn't show up. So once again, he lost by default. He didn't even put up a defense. Once again, no defense. So then the hearing started to find out what these eight Sandy Hook parents would be awarded. And that came out yesterday. And they announced it will be $965 million. Add the $50 million from the previous case, we're now over a billion (laughs) dollars. So for those of you that were worried that $50 million wouldn't take down Alex Jones, well, now it's a billion dollars. And you can bet it will take him down. See, he's being sued personally. And his company's being sued. They're going to fucking take it all. Now, here's something else you have to understand. Remember when I told you it's not over yet? Well, I'm going to tell you again. It's not over yet. There are 20 sets of parents for the 20 kids that were killed. They're all upset. They all suffered through the same trials and tribulations caused by Alex Jones. They're seeing how these court cases are going. 
So many of these folks are saying, well, fuck, I'll take a swing at this. There's at least one more court case scheduled, and I'm not sure when that's going to happen. But you can bet that uh, it's going to be a problem for Alex. Once again, he probably won't show up. He'll lose by default, and they'll award um, these people a shitload of money. We could be over $2 billion before this is fucking over. And a billion dollars is enough to bankrupt Alex Jones and his company, shut him down forever, which should be the goal here. So a lot of people are coming out and saying, yeah, well, he'll just file bankruptcy. In fact, Alex Jones is going on the airwaves saying, don't worry about it. I'm going to file bankruptcy. It's going to be appealed. It's going to be two years Send your money to me. It won't go to any of these people. It'll go to keep this this uh, network and me alive. So you see what this fucking clown is doing. He's taking this court case and trying to grift from it. He took a page from Donald Trump. So anyway, a lot of people say, well, he'll just file bankruptcy. He'll never have to pay anything. Well, that's not entirely true. See, here's the deal. These people were awarded $965 million. I think they call it compensatory. That means paying for costs that they suffered. And if he does file bankruptcy, yes, he could get away, get out of some of it or maybe even all of it. So when is this guy going to ever learn the lesson? Here's what you need to understand. There's another part to these cases, and it's called punitive. The judge will decide what he should award the parents for punitive crimes, or whatever you fucking call it. Now, see, here's the thing. For anything he awards these people for punitive, he can't get out of it through bankruptcy. He's not going to get away from it. Now, here's the fucked up thing and the stupid thing that Alex Jones is doing. He's talking shit about the judges, about the juries, about the court case. He's spewing conspiracy theories. As I said, he's flapping his mouth, much like Donald Trump does. And when they do that, it gets them in trouble. It costs them a lot. They get implicated. It costs them money. It's just ignorance. It's arrogance and ignorance. So he's flapping his gums. So now the judge has to decide how much he's going to award for punitive damages. If he sees Alex Jones already trying to game the system, trying to get out of it, the judge knows that the punitive damages are going to take him down, are going to be the thing that actually punishes him. So this judge in the last trial could say, okay, you got $965 million for compensatory damages, but I'm also going to award them $965 million for punitive damages. So while he might have gotten out of the first award, he won't get out of the second. And when he's pissing off the judges and making a mockery of the court cases, the judge isn't going to be too easy on him. So... He is fucked. He is fucked like nobody's been fucked. And it's going to be fun to watch him. Here's something else you need to know. This emailer suggested, uh, I wish he could go to jail. Now, this is a civil case. And civil cases don't typically involve jail time. In fact, they almost never involve jail time. That said, If they find out that Alex Jones has done some trickery or wizardry and somehow tried to hide the money or move the money or do all that shit, well, then he can go to jail. And you can almost bet that he's done some of that. He's already done some of that. We've heard about him sending it to um, some island or overseas or maybe handing it off to his kids and his ex-wife and stuff just to hide it. Well, if he does that, that is a crime. And now he'll be tried for that crime. 
And um, he can go to jail for that and probably will go to jail for that. So if you think he's going to get out of this just by virtue of hiding the money or filing bankruptcy, that's not the case. Alex Jones is going to get got. He is not going to get away from this. And here's one other thing you should consider when you think about Alex Jones. This whole thing with Sandy Hook is a mess. This whole thing with Sandy Hook is going to take him down and reduce him to a fucking oil stain. But you got to remember, he was kind of involved in the uh, insurrection, too, if you remember right. His name hasn't come up too prominently in the J6 committee, but maybe today he might. Or maybe down the road his name will come up, because we know he was involved to a certain extent. He said on the air that Donald Trump told him that he would lead the charge to the Capitol. So we know Alex Jones was involved in the insurrection to a certain extent. To what extent, we don't know. But if it's enough, he could be looking at some crimes there too and possible jail time from that. We'll know more from the January 6th committee, but also remember that the uh, DOJ has a grand jury looking into the insurrection. And those folks aren't fucking around. They're going to call people in front of the grand jury and they better show up or they're going to jail. And if they go there, uh, they could be a target and they could ultimately get indicted. The last thing I will say about the hearing, we'll talk more about it after the fact. I can speculate on it all you want, but I don't know. So instead of trying to be a prognosticator or whatever, I'm not going to do that. But... At the end of these hearings, everybody is concerned about whether or not the J6 committee is going to refer criminal charges for one or a hundred people. And they might, and they might not. But if they don't, don't worry about that. Because you understand the DOJ is paying very close attention to what's happening in the January 6th committee. When it's all said and done, all of their evidence will go to the DOJ. The J6 committee does not have to refer any criminal charges for the DOJ to pick it up and file charges. That's not a process that has to happen. Um, If the J6 committee does uh, refer criminal charges, it'll be almost more symbolic. It's probably something that the DOJ is already working on. So if at the end of this you don't see any criminal charges referred to the DOJ, don't get upset about it. They don't need to do that. It's not necessary. The DOJ is already on it, and those charges are still likely to come. All right, we are going to take a quick break, and we will be right back. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Over and above Alex Jones, there was yet another bombshell report that may ultimately be the undoing of Donald Trump. Finally, once and for all, this might be the thing that ends Donald Trump. You see, a Donald Trump employee, somebody who worked for Donald Trump, told the FBI that the former president ordered boxes of documents to be moved from a storage room to his residence at Mar-a-Lago compound after the former president received a subpoena for the return of the classified materials. This was reported in the Washington Post. This is interesting and why this is important. Now, Donald Trump could have always said, I didn't even know those boxes were down there. But clearly he did now because there is evidence, and I say evidence, over and above this, I don't know, whistleblower, if you will, him ordering these boxes to be moved. Now, here's the interesting thing. Donald Trump ordered these boxes to be moved. But he not only did it just randomly, he did it 
immediately after he received a subpoena. So clearly it sounds like he was trying to hide this stuff. Donald Trump, in doing that, is proving that he knew he had these things and he knew it was wrong. Now, this witness is compelling, to say the least, because he or she worked for Donald Trump. But there's more to it than that. Because not only are they trusting this witness to tell the truth, well, there's fucking video of it. Remember when they talked about the uh, security cameras inside Mar-a-Lago and how the FBI subpoenaed those videos? They have the videos of people moving the boxes on the very day this witness said they were being moved. Now, the interesting thing about this witness when they were first asked if they touched the boxes and they moved them, they said no. They denied it, like a good Trump LaFuck would. So why did they flip it? Why did they say, okay, yeah, I did it? Well, I'm sure the FBI asked the question. They said no, and then they watched the video and saw that very fucking person picking up a box and moving it after the subpoena was issued. Well, what's this person going to do now? They're fucking caught. They're busted. They're moving top secret documents. They themselves can go to jail unless they decide to talk. And of course, that was the smart thing for them to do. And that's what they did. They talked. They threw Donald Trump under the bus, much like his lawyer, Christina Bob, is doing now, too. She signed a paper that said, yeah, all the top secret documents are gone. And they weren't gone. So now she can suffer some criminal actions too. But instead she said, you know, if you don't indict me, I'll tell you everything you need to know. So everything and everybody around Donald Trump is starting to break it down now. He's, uh, he's losing grasp of all these people who tried to protect him. Now it's becoming too expensive to protect Donald Trump because it may cost them their very own freedom. The FBI has corroborated that the account with surveillance footage showing a staffer moving boxes from a basement storage area, people familiar with the investigation, told The Post. The witness account and video could be instrumental in showing how Trump handled classified documents that the National Archives and Justice Department had repeatedly requested for months, suggesting he tried to subvert officials' efforts to retrieve them. Those two key pieces of evidence led the Justice Department to seek the court authorization for a warrant to search the Palm Beach, Florida resort, according to the Post. So you see what we got there. Everybody was saying this raid was illegal. This search was illegal. They had no reason to do it. It's just they don't like Donald Trump. They don't want him running for president. No, motherfucker, that's not what happened. He had the top secret documents. They sent a subpoena. They have a witness and video that shows he was trying to hide the documents, which means he knows they were there. He knows that it was wrong for him to have, and he's making the effort to move them, which for all intents and purposes is obstruction of justice. That's 20 years in jail. So you see what I'm saying here. Now they have hard evidence that Donald Trump broke the law. This may very well be his undoing. Now, the Justice Department issued a subpoena for the return of the classified material in May. In June, the department sent officials to Mar-a-Lago to retrieve any remaining materials. They were reportedly shown the basement storage room and were assured by Trump's legal team that all classified material had already been returned. Therein lies the problem for Christina Bob. On August 8th, the FBI executed the search warrant at the Florida State, recovering thousands more documents, including more than 100 that were marked as classified, some containing top-secret information at the highest levels of classification. Now, Trump is being investigated for a number of potential crimes in the Mar-a-Lago document case, including obstruction, destruction of government records, and mishandling of classified information. Not to mention the Espionage Act. That will come later when we find out what he did 
with these documents. If he showed them to other people, sent them to adversarial countries or even enemy countries, that's pretty clear. That is espionage. Now, according to the Post, multiple witnesses, multiple witnesses told the FBI they tried to persuade Trump to cooperate with the National Archives and Justice Department as they attempted for months to retrieve the documents in his possession. But he refused. The Trump employee initially denied handling the sensitive documents, but in a second interview, the staffer's story changed dramatically. And you got to wonder why. (laughs) In the follow-up interview, the witness said they moved the boxes at Trump's behest. Of course they did, because they had video of them doing it. You can't hardly lie if there's fucking video of it. The witness is now considered a key component of the investigation, sources told the Post. The newspaper reported that Trump spokesperson Taylor Butowich did not answer questions for the article and instead sent a statement accusing President Joe Biden's administration of weaponizing the Justice Department. Well, that's rich, isn't it? They're still trying to say that they're just picking on Donald Trump. They're afraid he's going to run for president. Dude, you had top secret documents. You hid those top secret documents from the National Archives and the FBI. How do we know this? Well, you have a couple of witnesses that said you did it. And if that weren't enough, we now have videotape showing that you did it. Donald Trump can kind of throw these bullshit excuses out there, but nobody's buying it anymore. The facts are the facts. The truth is the truth. And he's fucked. The Biden administration they say, have weaponized law enforcement and fabricated a document hoax in a desperate attempt to retain political power. What do you mean, motherfucker? Joe Biden is the president. He has political power. Every other president has been given time and deference regarding the administration of documents as the president has the ultimate authority to categorize records and what materials should be classified. Bullshit. The top secret documents he had, he should never have had. Nobody ever should have. Trump has offered numerous, sometimes conflicting defenses for having the documents at Mar-a-Lago, which is also a private club. He's called it a politically motivated attack, suggested that the FBI planted evidence and argued he was allowed to have the documents anyways because he could classify them with his mind. Well, there is absolutely no proof that he declassified them. Zero proof. It's now at the Supreme Court, and they probably won't hear it. Then Donald Trump has no further grounds to delay. He's going to be fucked. I mean, that's the thing. He constantly tries to divert and delay, and all that does is buy time. The crime is there. The evidence is there. He's going to have to pay the price. There is no question about it. It's truly amazing. That revelation will probably have some of the biggest impact on the future freedom of Donald Trump over anything else. It's always easy to explain things away. Well, I didn't know or my intent wasn't there. This is very clear. The evidence is black and white. Donald Trump completely committed a crime. And there's all the evidence to show it. And if that weren't enough, that was a really bad day for Donald Trump because something else reared its ugly head. Another court case, another attempt by Donald Trump to delay, but uh, he's been stopped in his tracks now on this particular case. I'm talking about a federal judge has denied Donald Trump's request to delay his scheduled deposition in a case brought against him by the noted writer E. Jean Carroll, saying the former president should not be permitted to run the clock out. Trump is being sued for defamation by Carroll. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? Alex Jones? He's being sued for defamation by Carol, who has accused him of raping her in a dressing room of a top Manhattan department store. This is a defamation action against Donald J. Trump. The question whether Mr. Trump defamed 
The plaintiff depends largely upon whether Mr. Trump, as a plaintiff, claims raped her in a department store fitting room. Senior U.S. District Judge Lewis A. Kaplan writes, The matter is before the court on a motion by Mr. Trump to substitute the United States for him as the defendant and to stay the action. He wants the United States to be the one in the court case. But the United States didn't rape E. Jean Carroll. That was Mr. Trump. A previous motion by the United States to substitute itself for Mr. Trump was denied. So this is a second bite at the apple, Kaplan adds. Now, the Daily Beast added that the famed advice columnist alleged that Trump had harmed her reputation after he denied the attack, claiming the rape was impossible because she wasn't his type. She wasn't attractive enough. Yeah, good one, Donnie. Carroll's first lawsuit against the former president was pushed from the state court to federal court and is still pending in the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Second Circuit. As this court previously has observed, Kaplan continued, Mr. Trump has litigated this case since it began in 2019 with the effect and probably the purpose of delaying it. See, the judges are getting hip to Donald Trump's little fucking strategy. Among the actions with this effect was this. After litigating the case in the state court for almost a year with any, without any suggestion that the government of the United States had anything whatever to do with it, Mr. Trump reportedly instructed William Barr, then Mr. Trump's appointee as attorney general, to cause the United States to intervene and remove the case to this court under the Westfall Act. <laughs> It's funny, William Barr is trying to rehabilitate his image, but he was as criminal as Donald Trump. He had no business trying to do something like that, but of course he's got to kiss Donald Trump's ass. Judge Kaplan goes on to note that Trump has conducted extensive discovery on the plaintiff, yet produced virtually none himself. The judge does not stop there. Given his context, our conduct so far in the case, Mr. Trump's position regarding the burdens of discovery is inexcusable. Trump, he adds, should not be permitted to run the clock out on the plaintiff's attempt to gain a remedy for what allegedly was a serious wrong. Bloomberg News' Zoe Tillman posted the judge's order. George Conway, the attorney who Trump considered to be his solicitor general, but pulled his name from consideration before then-president had decided, commented on Judge Kaplan's ruling. Conway writes, Wow, Judge Kaplan really smoked Trump in his counsel here. So he will have to testify. And uh, I don't know all the facts of the story. But I know E. Jean Carroll is a bright woman, an accomplished woman. And I think there might be some DNA involved, you know. Address a la Bill Clinton. We'll see what happens. But he needs to testify. This running out the clock thing, these courts and these judges should see this and realize it's nothing but a... um, a ploy, a ploy to undermine the law, the rule of law. All right, we're moving on. We talked about uh, um, we talked about Alex Jones and the court case where the parents were awarded nine hundred sixty-five million dollars. Previous case was $50 million, and he's got at least one more court case, maybe as many as five or six more court cases. Alex Jones is going to be buried in shit. There is no question about it. Now, a former U.S. attorney has predicted that conspiracy theorist Alex Jones will be unable to financially recover for the rest of his life, even if he tries to wiggle his way out of paying the $960 million a jury determined he owes to several family members of those killed in the 2012 Sandy Hook school shooting. 
It's an old sorry tale that it's one thing to get a verdict and another thing to chase it. Harry Littman, a former deputy assistant attorney general, said Wednesday on MSNBC, you can attach his assets. I'm sure there will be subsequent litigation where he'll say bankruptcy and they'll try to get forensic investigators and say he doesn't have it. But we're talking about such outsized outsized numbers that even if he's able to bob and weave some, I just don't see how he winds up anything but basically broke now for the rest of his life. On his InfoWars show Wednesday, Jones mocked the jury's verdict as it was being read. Ain't going to be happening. Ain't no money, he said, as the live news feed showed a plaintiff crying in the courtroom. Jones then encouraged viewers to donate to him, of course, it's a fucking grift, and assured them the money would not go to the victim's families, but to pay appeal, pay to appeal the decision and save his company. God, yes, let's save InfoWars, that piece of shit. Multiple family members of Sandy Hook victims, as well as an FBI agent who responded to the 2012 shooting, sued Jones for his repeated lies that the massacre was a hoax. A Connecticut jury ruled on Wednesday that Jones must pay them a combined total of nearly $1 billion in damages, 10 years after a gunman killed 20 children and 6 adults at the school in Newton, Connecticut. Now, Of course, Jones plans to appeal the verdict. His company, Free Speech Systems, filed for bankruptcy protection in July during the early stages of another trial in Texas that ultimately determined he must pay about $50 million to the parents of a child killed in Sandy Hook shooting. Now, in April, Jones filed to put three small business entities linked to his InfoWars empire into bankruptcy protection, a Justice Department... um, monitor flagged the move as a potential abuse. They're already looking at it as being a little fishy. The federal bankruptcy system and an apparent effort to delay damage trials. You see, you can commit fraud when you file bankruptcy. If you're filing bankruptcy and you have no business filing bankruptcy, you could be charged with fraud. And as I told you earlier in the show, If there's any evidence that he's moving or hiding money, that is a crime, a crime that could put you in jail. Alex Jones likes to sit there and act like he's got this whole system gamed, but he doesn't. I mean, if he had this thing gamed, he would have never been uh, a loser in these court cases. He didn't even bother to show up. He knew he was going to fucking lose. There's no way he can weasel out of this. As I said before, you've got the $965 million award going to the parents. And that could be held up because of bankruptcy. But as I've said, we haven't heard about the punitive damages at all. The judge makes that judgment. And how do you think the judge is going to react when... uh, Alex Jones is making a mockery of his court. I don't think he's going to be too compassionate. I don't think he's going to be too sympathetic to uh, Alex Jones. And the moment he decides what that punitive damages are, whatever that amount be, it could be the same as the compensatory, he's going to be stuck. Because Alex Jones can't bankrupt himself out of punitive damages. This will be something that hangs around his neck like a drunk MAGA chick. That's what's going to happen. Alex Jones can say all he wants. He can think that he's getting out of this, but I can assure you he's not. He's done. You don't get sued for a billion dollars and get out of this. Sounds like some other people we know, too, who are going to be in a similar situation. That would be... Mike Lindell, the pillow guy, Sidney Powell, Fox News, the whole bunch of them. They're going to be sued for a billion dollars, too. They may want to try to settle, but you've got to get somewhere close to the billion six that they're suing them for to even get them to consider a settlement. 
And the fact of the matter is, I don't think Dominion wants to settle. I don't think they expect that they're going to get their money. But they want their day in court. They want vindication for what they've been accused of. And the only way to do it is to do it in the courts. Mike Lindell, Fox News, Sidney Powell, they're going to have to sit through that fucking court case and get absolutely fried. And that may be all that Dominion cares about at this point. Because none of these people could pull together a billion dollars. It's a lot of, lot of couch cushions, isn't it? Yeah, that's not going to happen. They're not going to get the money. They may get every bit of money they have and destroy these folks, but it won't be anywhere near the billion dollars. Same for Alex Jones. I think the goal here should be with Alex Jones is to shut him down, take him off the air, and shut him up. Take everything he's got and take everything he makes in the future. Because, you see, whether he has a billion dollars or not, if he doesn't pay them off, They're going to take as much as they can off of him now. It could be cash. It could be property. It could be stocks and bonds. It could be fucking anything. They're going to take it from him. Now he's going to have to try to earn a living going on into the future. He might go back to being in the media. He might be a fucking janitor. But no matter what he's doing, whatever money he's making, they're going to attach that shit too. If he wants to buy a house, they're going to attach that. Alex Jones and some of these other people, their lives are fucked. They're not getting out of this. When you hear them talking and say, oh, I got the system game, don't believe them. That's bullshit. That's not going to happen. We're getting to the end of the uh, Rational Boomer podcast. I want to talk about this because it, it kind of identifies just the kind of human being that Donald Trump is, a piece of shit. Donald Trump considered exposing the identities of confidential government sources from his first impeachment, according to a bombshell new report. Um, somebody named by by the name of us. It's, this is going to be hard to pronounce because I don't. You know, it's got a fucking bunch of consonants and just a few vowels. Asawin Subasang. Close enough. And Adam Ronsley reported for Rolling Stone, the final days of his presidency repeatedly threatened to out government sources involved in the Trump-Russia investigation, an anti-deep state revenge fantasy he still obsesses out over today. In fact, he tried to cut a deal with the National Archive to get a bunch of documents to prove he was right that don't fucking exist. According to two former senior Trump aides and another person familiar with the matter, Now, one of these sources tells Rolling Stone that in the days after January 6th Capitol riot, the then president, sometimes while brandishing pieces of paper, would loudly complain that none of the identifying facts in the highly sensitive Russia document should be blacked out. Trump would insist, the source says, that it should all be out there so that the American people could see the truth of who did it to the president. Yeah, he doesn't really want that because any of those things that were uh, blacked out, as he put it, would probably implicate him more so. Intelligence, intelligence officials were ultimately able to talk Trump out of revealing the source's identities. Now, we know what was going to happen. Anybody who's been outed or any name that's been out there that speaks against Donald Trump, they immediately start getting threats and their life becomes a living hell. But Donald Trump doesn't care about that long as he gets some kind of vindication. Well, he never will because he committed the crimes. But he thinks more information will shut these people up because they will be exposed and scared for their lives. One source told the magazine Trump's fixation on the topic is ongoing. The former president, the sources says, still sporadically talks about the need to get the names out into the public record. The magazine reported Trump Thre- uh, threats to outsource outsources were part of a broader push during the chaotic end of his presidency in December of 2020 as the odds against a successful overturning of the election grew longer. Trump and his chief of staff, Mark Meadows, pushed the Justice Department to declassify a binder full of records related to FBI's 2016 Russia investigation. Now, that's interesting, isn't it? He was asking 
the DOJ to declassify documents regarding the Russia investigation. Why would he have to do that? He just told us with his mind all he had to do was think about it. He could declassify any document. But yet back then, he had to go to the DOJ and they wouldn't do it. The binder was never released in full. Trump, meanwhile, has reportedly meanwhile has reportedly continued to seek the release of Russia investigation-related documents. The former president reportedly tried to barter, remember that, with the National Archives to hand back presidential records held at his Mar-a-Lago residence in exchange for the release of an unspecified batch of documents he believed would reflect poorly on the FBI's 2016 Russia investigation, according to the New York Times. See, Donald Trump is so mentally sick, he believes the shit he makes up. He makes it up. He repeats it, he repeats it, and then all of a sudden, in his mind, it becomes real. He had no idea what documents he wanted, but he wanted them. And he figured the National Archives could go to the file where it says, fuck over Donald Trump, pull those out and give them to him. Well, they don't exist. None of what Donald Trump has claimed or accused people of actually happened. All of it is a way to create chaos and uncertainty so that he can cause some confusion. See, Donald Trump's never been able to come up with any evidence of any type. Remember what he said to the DOJ, just say there was election fraud and let me handle it from there. I mean, that's been his whole life. Give me just a taste of uncertainty, and I'll whip it up so much that people will get tired of it and forget about it. That's his whole strategy. He commits the crimes, but he's just trying to create this chaos and mess it up and delay and divert and distract. And that's how he's won most of his life when he was a businessman. And I use that term loosely. But as I said, when he got elected, he's in a different world now. Donald Trump is not bigger than the government. He has somebody to answer to now. He has the other two branches of government, and he has the American people and the press. He can't hide under his desk and do whatever he wants and expect all his little sycophants to uh, make sure it works. That's not how it happens in the government. Some of these people get a little pressure, and they are going to flip. We already know it. We know we've seen the people who have flipped on Donald Trump, and every day it seems to be more. Donald Trump can't control this situation, and that's where he's fucked. He's always been able to control the situation and bully his way through. But now he's going up against an opponent that he cannot beat. That is the U.S. government, the press, and the American people. He can't beat them. He's trying. He's trying his old tricks, his old tactics, but they ain't working. And now there's actual evidence of him committing a crime, which means the DOJ could literally hand out an indictment today because the evidence is there. But will they? I don't think so yet. A couple of reasons for this. First of all, people say, why is it so slow? Why haven't they indicted him as yet? You have to understand this court case against Donald Trump is probably the biggest, the most sensitive court case in the history of this country. There's no way they can do this haphazardly and get it wrong. And since Merrick Garland is meticulous and methodical, it's going to take some time. And it has taken some time. But the time will come when the indictments fall. Merrick Garland has no choice in the matter. Too much of the evidence has been out there in front of the public. Not indicting Donald Trump would be a huge embarrassment and tarnish his reputation. So we are going to see indictments. Somebody said to me recently they probably won't indict him till right after the election, like November 9th. And as much as I hate to hear that, I think they're probably right. Merrick Garland is meticulous and methodical, and he is likely to wait to put out indictments till after the election. 
so nobody can say Merrick Garland tried to affect the election. I get that. He's going to take, he's, discretion is the better part of valor, and he's not going to risk being accused of trying to affect the election. But with all we know now, with all that's been exposed, I think you're going to find a lot of indictments falling right after the election on November 8th. It's not just going to be Donald Trump. It's going to be everybody around Donald Trump. I think you're going to see an unprecedented amount of indictments. It is going to be an absolute shit show for the Republicans and Donald Trump and those people around him. Now, I don't know for sure that's the way it's going to go down, but logic would tell me that's how it's going to happen. So we will wait and see. We're not that far out. We've got the January 6th hearing happening today, and there's going to be a lot of shit coming out of that. That's going to whip things up hot and heavy, even more than what we heard yesterday. The election is less than a month away. When that goes down, we'll see what happens afterwards. But I think that's when the shit is going to start getting real, as they used to say. People are going to start falling in large amounts because there's a lot of people that are implicated in all the crimes that Donald Trump and his administration committed. All right, we'll see what happens. And as I said, you know, by the time you hear this, it might be after the hearing. It could be after the hearing. could be before the hearing. Um, I can't talk about the hearing now because it's uh, 1 o'clock in the morning on uh, Thursday morning. I don't know anything as yet. But after the hearing finishes, I'm going to go on TikTok. I'm going to do a live. We'll see what happens there. I may record that live to put out a kind of an extra podcast. I will still do a podcast for tomorrow as well, and we'll go over whatever the hearing exposed. So it's going to be a busy day today. If you can't watch the hearing, watch the media. All the highlights will come out. And of course, we'll talk about it here on the Rational Boomer podcast. I want to thank you for taking time out of your day to listen. I hope you have a great day. And we will be back, I was going to say tomorrow, but we might be back later today. So we'll see what happens. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Rational Boomer Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We'll see you next time. Next time.